0: Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 2, Bloom Where You're Planted. Hello, hello. It's me again. So first off, I wanted to thank the handful of awesome people that gave me feedback on that first episode. I totally promised to try and knock out all those totally's from my podcast vocabulary. Totally! At least I'll try. <laughs> I've got so much to learn. Well, it's kind of a gloomy, rainy day here today, and on days like this, I sometimes think of cute little Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Do you remember him saying, could be worse, not sure how, but it could be. There you go. My best Eeyore impression. Not bad, right? <laughs> on that note, today's message is called, bloom where you're planted. Five or so years ago during a spring break a couple of the kids and myself including our future daughter-in-law Heather jumped in the car for an adventure and since we only had four or five days we decided we would drive as far as 12 hours would take us one way. And we ended up visiting Doug's brother and his sweet wife just outside of Seattle, Washington is where they live. Now they are the hosts with the absolute most. And even with an impromptu visit like this was, they pulled out all the stops and we had such a wonderful trip. On one of those days, they took us to La Washington, which is about an hour and a half north of Seattle. So La Conner is located at the edge of one of the largest tulip growing regions in the world, It's called the Skagit Valley. We visited in April, where for the whole month the largest tulip festival in the country is held by two of the bulb companies that grow the majority of the fresh tulips sold in the United States. So as we learned more about this amazing place, we found that this farmland was very unique. It's said to be some of the richest in the world. And interestingly enough, the Skagit Valley sits latitudinally, almost even, with another place known for its beautiful tulips, and that's Holland. They both have very similar climates, and in addition to the gradual transition of seasons, the close proximity to water, and the perfect annual rainfall, this valley is uniquely positioned to provide all that the tulips need to grow so successfully there. So we had a wonderful time. We took a million pictures of the thousands and thousands of acres of brilliant color. Oh my gosh, I wish you could see it. We were amazed at the carefully manicured and meticulously planted tulip fields. It seemed that every inch was color coordinated. They were gradiently roll from one color into the next. There wasn't a single crooked row of flowers and not one weed in sight. After hours of tiptoeing through the tulips, so to speak, ha ha, <laughs> we headed back to our cars, and that's when I saw it. An equally stunning yet really curious sight. But one that made me really think and feel deeply. You see, we had to park in the overflow parking, which was across the street from the admittance gate of these tulip fields. It was completely separate from tulip fields, and the path to our car was actually flanked on both sides by narrow fields that were just filled with regular grass. There was lots of weeds, some gravel, nothing special. Well, right in the middle of this irregular patch, next to the overflow parking, grew one single tulip plant with one perfect, deep, magenta tulip that, to me, was more brilliant than all the others. I thought a lot about that little plant throughout the trip and thought certainly that is what was meant by the saying, bloom where you're planted, although I'm quite certain that that little tulip plant wasn't put there intentionally. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, we learn that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. It is my personal belief that we've all been planted exactly where we are, how we are, and who we're with during unique growing seasons in our own lives, seasons and opportunities that we can learn and grow best in. Now, some of you have obviously planted yourselves exactly where you are by the intentional choices you've made, but others might feel a little like my favorite tulip and wonder if this location, state of mind, state of health, relationship, any of those things is really where you're supposed to be at all. I'm reminded of a wonderful article in a 2017 Ensign by Emily Kingsley titled, Find the Joy Heavenly Father Wants for You. She wrote this essay that compared her unexpected challenge of having a child with Down syndrome to getting on a plane for a vacation to Italy, only to have the plane land in Holland. She has the following imaginary conversation. Holland? What do you mean Holland? I signed up for Italy. I'm supposed to be in Italy. All of my life I've dreamed of going to Italy. The flight attendant replies, But there's been a change in the flight plan. You've landed in Holland, and there you must stay. But then you meet others who are going to and coming from Italy, and they're all bragging about what a wonderful time they had there, and for the rest of your life you will say, Yes, that's where I was supposed to go. That's what I had planned. But she concludes, If you spend your life mourning the fact that you didn't get to Italy, you may never be free to enjoy the very special, the very lovely things about Holland. Don't you just love that? Let's be honest. This COVID-19 pandemic places us smack dab in the middle of a very challenging time. It's hard to remain positive with so much uncertainty. It's hard to live outside of our very comfortable norms. And inside with some of our family members day in and day out, right? What a beautiful reminder of finding the silver lining in any situation, regardless of its level of difficulty. I love the phrase, bloom where you're planted, and how those words individually and collectively work when you look at them closely. So let's break it up and take a deeper look at what we find. For example, bloom. Guess what? Yep, you guessed it. Two of its three definitions are verbs or action words. You think I like those things, right? I do. I like the idea that during a time we seem to have such little control, there are things we can do, even within our current circumstances, regardless of how little we like them. So exactly how does one bloom? To bloom means to produce something beautiful. It is a beautiful process of becoming. In order for a plant to bloom into something beautiful, it has to be nourished with a few essential elements like, for example, water and sunshine. So wouldn't it make sense that if we want to bloom— And if we want to bloom into something beautiful, that we also have to nourish our lives as well. The perfect gospel answers would be getting plenty of living water and the sun, Son of God. That is absolutely, without a doubt, true. The more we focus on our Savior, the better we grow. And the closer we come to God, the more His light shines through us, making us truly beautiful. The phrase then says, where you are, right? Bloom where you are planted. So let's look at where you are. Have you ever found yourself thinking, well, I'd be a lot happier if I was 30 pounds thinner or had a better job or more money. For me, it's like, could see my grandbabies or go out to eat. (laughs) The list can go on and on and on. But don't you see what that looks like? Then it's like we're saying, Instead of blooming where I'm planted, plant me in better soil, and then I'll bloom. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul was continually in very difficult circumstances. But in Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, he said, quote, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But verse 13 is my favorite. Quote, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. End quote. So basically, he was saying, I know what it's like to be in need and also to have plenty, but I've learned how to be content in any and all situations as I have faith in and rely on Jesus Christ, who will strengthen me no matter what. Later in the scriptures, Paul continues to share that secret to being content no matter where you are, or blooming where you're planted, by telling the church in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16-18, through 18, he says, Rejoice evermore! Find the joy! There is always a silver lining if you look hard enough. Pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The pillow in my bedroom says it another way. The secret to having it all is believing that you do. The last word of our little phrase, bloom where you're planted, is planted. When something is planted, it is placed there intentionally, isn't it? You've planted flowers. You know what that looks like. Well, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe God is in all the details. And like I said, I believe we are all where we find ourselves, not only in our surroundings, but in our lives. Not by default, but for a reason. We've been planted where the soil is rich, the elements just right, and the opportunities for growth, optimal. If I close my eyes and imagine myself as a little tiny seed, buried with darkness all around me and the weight of the dirt pressing in on top of me, it seems to me there would really only be two options. Push through the darkness toward the light that I knew would be essential for me to grow. Or just sit there in the dirt. Guess what? We weren't meant to remain seeds. Isn't that exactly why we're here on earth? We were meant to bloom. In October 2001, Elder David A. Bednar reminded the BYU students in his devotional called Strength Beyond Our Own that Nephi was the perfect example of overcoming this very thing. He recalls the story found in 1 Nephi 7, and I'm going to paraphrase. Remember, this is where Nephi and his brothers had returned to Jerusalem to talk Ishmael and his household into joining them. Unfortunately, as usual, Laman and Lemuel and a few others rebelled, and Nephi, the younger brother, kind of chastised or maybe just strongly encouraged his brethren to have faith in the Lord. They obviously didn't like hearing that from their little brother because this is where they bound him with strong cords and planned to kill him. Nice, right? I love how Elder Bednar talks about how Nephi's prayer didn't reflect at all what he would have personally prayed for had he been in that situation. But he concludes, quote, It is especially interesting to me that Nephi did not pray, as I probably would have prayed, to have his circumstances changed. Rather, he prayed for the strength to change his circumstances. End quote. I truly believe in every corner of my heart that our Savior knows exactly what it will take to succor us or to draw us near to Him. So I've had to ask myself, and now I'm going to ask you, could this possibly be one of the very things that does just that? Exactly where we find ourselves right now? One of my favorite sayings in the entire world is that God will never protect us from something He can perfect us through. Isn't that powerful? In President Eyring's most recent conference address entitled, He Goes Before Us, he said something I took notes on and will not soon be forgetting. He said... God is firm in the timing and the sequence of His intentions, yet He ensures that sacrifice often brings continuing blessings that we did not foresee. I love that. I still have a picture of that precious little tulip on my phone. It touched my heart those many years ago, and it still gives me hope. You see, that flower, that beautiful little flower, didn't have the millions of other neighbors to protect it from the winds like they did but if it didn't stand alone, it wouldn't have stood out. It was growing in what appeared to be less than optimal soil, but it literally bloomed right amongst the weeds and gravel. Simply put, its environment wasn't pretty either, but it did what it was inherently and divinely designed to do. It rose above the dirt, reached for the light, and shared its own with literally everyone And we can too. Remembering that is a very important thing. I truly hope we can all let that bloom in our hearts. P.S. Two words. Trolls soundtrack. Remember my theme song, Get Back Up Again, from last episode? Now might be the perfect time to dance that one out and shake off all the fluff. Just saying.